above the temple entrance in Jerusalem in Jesus' day was a gilded carving of a vine with clusters of grapes on its many branches. It was a symbol of Israel, the people of God. Having brought them out of slavery in Egypt, God had, as Psalm 80 says, planted them in the promised land like a vine grower planting a vine. He nourished and cultivated it, but year after year, the harvests were very disappointing. As the prophet Isaiah had said, God looked for his vine to yield good grapes, but it yielded only wild, sour grapes. With that symbolism in mind, let's search now for the deeper meaning of Jesus' words in today's gospel about a vine and its branches. Imagine yourself being there with him at the Last Supper. Toward the end of the meal, one of the apostles gets up and leaves. Soon after, Jesus and the others also leave. And outside, it's dark, but there's a full moon, as there always is on the night of Passover. Now they are crossing through the temple courtyard. Moonlight is shining on the gilded sculpture of vine and branches on the facade of the temple. And Jesus calls their attention to it and then tells them, I am the true vine. Calling himself the true vine implies that heretofore Israel had not been true had failed to produce the good harvest that God, the vine grower, had been hoping for. Jesus had been true to the Father, and his death on the cross the next day would be proof of that. Now he looks around at this little group of his closest followers, which now numbers only 11, and he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. They are the first fruits of the harvest that his father was looking for. And if they continue to be so, they must remain in him as he has in them. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can they. Without me, you can do nothing, he tells them. And like every good vine grower who really cares about his vine, his father has to do some pruning, trimming away the useless, life-sapping branches will help the good ones to produce more. And the ones he has cut off will be thrown away and burned. So, yes, growing good vines will involve some of what we humans might call pain. When we experience suffering, rejection, injustice, defeats, 
We may complain to God and ask, why me? What have I done to deserve this? The gospel today doesn't answer such questions with simplistic, easy solutions. Instead, it invites us to see our setbacks and sufferings as opportunities, opportunities to grow like a fruit-producing branch on a well-pruned vine. These opportunities can make us stronger and better than we were. This is how St. Paul regarded his many sufferings, stonings, hatred, being put in jail, shipwrecks, and so forth. And as we heard in that first reading, his first attempts as a new convert were met with opposition. Most Christians were afraid of him because of his reputation. They didn't believe he was a disciple. Later on, Paul writes, quote, I even despaired of life. What does all this come from? Can it be that the God whom Paul so loves and serves is like a caring vine grower doing some necessary pruning? Paul evidently sees it that way. He writes that his sufferings were, quote, meant to teach me not to rely on myself, but on God who raises from the dead. Above the west entrance of our cathedral is a gold on black depiction of Christ's words in the gospel, I am the vine. You are the branches. In the summer of 1954, when I was 19, I went on a two-week trip around the West by train, through Canada, down the Pacific coast, and back home across the Southwest. I was a wide-eyed, teenaged sightseer from the Midwest. And one of the sights I wanted to see when I did a one-day stopover in Seattle was its cathedral. Having grown up in Dayton, Ohio, I had never seen a cathedral before. And coming up the hill from King Street Station, the first thing I noticed about this cathedral was its great window above the main doors. And what struck me as unique about it, and something I'd never seen in church art before, was its local references. Mount Rainier, a forest and a lumberjack, fish and a fisherman, an ocean-going ship, a smoke-belching factory, all the things and people that make this so Seattle and the Pacific Northwest. And over it all, with arms outstretched, Christ saying, I am the vine, you are the branches. Some people may say a 1950 
piece of art seems out of place on a 1907 building. And at age 19, I certainly didn't qualify as an expert art critic. But the words of our Lord in today's gospel make me want to commend it to you. Take a look when you have a chance. It meant a lot to me when I first saw it 64 years ago, and it still does. Maybe it will speak to you. After all, you and I are the branches. <laughs>